I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 489 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today. Brian Hoke is the MLB Network beat reporter who covers the New York Yankees. Brian has covered New York baseball for the past two decades. You can see him regularly on the MLB Network, and you can hear him on many radio stations throughout the country. And Brian's daughter, Penny, was featured on the WPIX pregame show with a segment called Penny's Two Cents. I thought it was so awesome to see his daughter taking after her father. For me, it really captured how much of an impact dads have on their little girls and how much little girls look up to and need their fathers. So I reached out to Brian, and I asked him to come on the podcast here today. He's got a brand new book out available now, The Bronx Zoom, The New York Yankees' Most Bizarre Season. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Brian Hoke will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Brian Hoke was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the New York Yankees beat reporter and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, hey, dads, baseball is back in full swing right now. If you're headed back out to the ballpark to start watching games in person once again and make some memories with your kids, why not save $20 on your tickets? You could do that by visiting SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and apply my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout, and you're going to save $20 on your tickets. All right, make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating and review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Brian Hoke. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Brian Hoke. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. Good to be on with you. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old? I've got two daughters. Uh, Penny is age four. She'll be five in July. And Maddie is age two. She'll be three in July. So uh, there's a lot of activity in our house. <laughs> Very cool. What kind of, what kind of, you got uh, Penny involved in any sports activities yet? You know, we had her involved and then COVID hit. And so we had to shut that all down. But we, she was in gymnastics and, uh, you know, all sorts of things. And she loved it. So hopefully now that things, it looks like we've turned the corner. Love to get her involved in uh, T-ball, you know, soccer, all that stuff. I, I feel like we're uh, we're going to be making up for lost time. Yeah, very cool. I love that. And if you could, Brian, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. I'm uh, the Yankees beat reporter for MLB.com, which, uh, you know, if you're not in the sports world, means 
basically I go where the Yankees go and I, uh, I update people every day on what's going on behind the scenes with the team. Well, you know, whether they win, they lose, uh, you know, who's, who's coming up, who's going well, who's not going so well. So everything you want to know about the Yankees. So I'm, I'm definitely in that journalism world. And uh, I've got my third book coming out, which is called the Bronx zoom that's coming out on June 8. And that's a look behind the scenes of the 2020 Yankee season and how it was the, the most bizarre year any of us have ever really encountered. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I'm going to hit on the book in just a minute here too, Brian. And uh, obviously you got to, you know, many people would love to have a position you're in to follow the Yankees around and report on the team. It's an awesome job to have. So al along this journalism journey that you've had, about how old were you then, Brian, when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, it's completely night and day. Um, yeah, Penny was born in 2015. So uh, I've been on the Yankee beat since 2007. So I had that whole kind of phase where you're flying around the country and you're young and single. And, and that was great. But, um, you know, uh, my wife, Connie, and I met. She was actually in the PR department for the Yankees. So it was very much an office romance. And um, we started dating and we got married. And uh, then Penny came along. And uh, I mean, it, it really has changed everything. I feel like um, it, it forces you to find balance in your life. And it really, I mean, you've probably heard this a thousand times from everybody, but it shows what's really important in life. And I feel like, whereas in 2009, if I would have been, you know, panicking or freaking out about something at work, um, I, I think it gives you that perspective. It's like, all right, this will pass. But what's important is uh, these two little girls that I've got at home and, and you put them first. And it really does give you that kind of uh, perspective to, to understand that, hey, whatever's going on, that is separate because whether the Yankees win or lose or whatever's happening at, at work, I'm going to come home and these two little girls are just happy to have daddy home. Yeah, well said. And I do hear it a lot, Brian, and it's important to hear it because so many young men, I, I talk about the fatherless crisis we have going on in our country. So many so many uh, kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And it's I, I think so many guys have this false conception of fatherhood being the worst thing that could happen in, in their life, and they want to avoid it and not embrace it. So it's important to capture that message. And you got two girls right out of the hippity here. I, it's, I have four kids. I got four kids myself, three boys. Then we got our girl on the fourth try. So uh, what, what do you enjoy most about being a girl dad? And are you going to be trying for the boy? <laughs> well, I don't know. I have to see if my wife listens to this one. I, I'm sure she will tune in. Um, I, I love being a girl dad. You know, I, I feel like when you're when you find out when you get that positive pregnancy test and you find out you're expecting you, I, I honestly didn't care if it was a boy or girl. I just wanted the child to be healthy. And we, we've been blessed with two healthy young girls, very different, very both energetic, but their personalities are totally different. And we we had Penny and then we found out we were expecting the second one. And I figured, all right, well, it's just going to be another Penny. And it's totally not like she is much more rough and tumble. We've got one who I, I feel like will be a, a rugby player and one who will be a princess or a ballerina or something. So it, it is cool to just see how different they are. And um, I, I love being a girl dad. You know, honestly, if we if it happens that we wind up having a third, I wouldn't mind having another girl because I feel like we've got a handle on this now. I, I mean, I grew up with a younger brother. I feel like we grew up with boys all around. Like, I don't know. I kind of got the knack of being a girl dad now. I understand how it works, I think. Yeah, very cool, Brian. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, of my four kids, they couldn't be four more different individuals. So it's it's so wild to see they all come from the same place, yet they're completely, um, uh, you know, they're their own person. So it's pretty cool. And one of the reasons, what main reason why I reached out to you here too, Brian, is I seen that uh, Penny's Two Cents, and they put that on there on the WPIX. I loved it. I thought it was a great segment. What was the genesis of her getting involved in that? And can we expect to see more of her in the future? 
Yeah, well, I mean, she's a star in the making, so she is taken to that like a fish in water. Um, the backstory of that is last year when COVID hit, baseball was coming back in July, and we didn't really know what was going on in the world. We didn't know how safe it was going to be for me to be at Yankee Stadium. So I actually wound up quarantining away from my family for four months, which was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do. Um, you know, I, I remember she had her birthday in the summertime and I showed up with a mask on and uh, I built a bike for her. And, and But it was just, it ripped my heart out to not be able to be there every single day with the girls. So, um, you know, while I was away, Penny kept asking her mom, Connie, um, you know, what is, what is daddy doing? Where is he? Why is he in New York City? Like, what is he doing there? And so they started watching the Yankee games together and Penny started understanding baseball. And, you know, just kind of as a joke, uh, Penny said that she wanted to make a report the way I do on the TV and she wanted to do her own baseball show. And so uh, Connie filmed it with her iPhone and they sent it to me and I loved it. And I put it on Twitter. Just I didn't know. I thought it was cute. And, um, you know, but the fan, I didn't expect anything to come from it. And the fans just loved it. They said we need more Penny. Um, and I feel like it was this kind of positive, happy thing. Uh, in a year that was not very positive or happy for so many reasons, you had this little girl just telling us why she loves the Yankees and she loves Aaron Judge and getting excited about the fact that baseball is back. And it was just fun. And, um, you know, it was only supposed to be one episode, but now <laughs> the fans demand more. And so uh, Penny's a star. That One company even put her on a T-shirt last year. And so it, it's just been wild. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, But I think what I what I enjoy most about it is that, that passion is legitimate. Like she really does like the Yankees. And I think that's cool that she's interested in what I do for a living. Yeah, that's great stuff, Brian. I definitely think we need more to see more of that in the sports. I, I think it's awesome to see, especially when the kids get involved. And you know, what? one of the things with the pandemic, too, is people have kind of lightened up with these Zoom calls and Skype calls where if the kid is walking around in the background, <laughs> everyone isn't so crazy over it anymore. Like it used to be a big thing, like they have to shush the kid out of the room. I think people are more acceptable of it now because everyone's been through this whole year. And uh, I know we've seen the NFL that, that went in with this um, with Nickelodeon, made it more kid friendly mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I think it's great to see uh, young kids getting involved. Now, we mentioned there too the COVID. What was the experience like? I mean, at the beginning of this thing, COVID, all the sports were canceling, especially early on. The future of what was going to happen with the baseball season was up in the air. Take us through that. I know you're going to you, you hit on this in the book, the Bronx Zoom. Uh, what was this experience like for you, beat reporter with the Yankees, uncertainty? What was the year like for you, Brian? Yeah, personally, uh, we were in Florida because everything shut down in March, and that was during the, the heart of spring training. In March 12, the players came off the field, and what they told us at the time was it, it could be a week or two. And so we, Connie, my kids were down in Florida with us. We were in a, a rented corporate apartment. And that's one of the great benefits, by the way, I should mention of this job is that they've gotten to see so much of the country and travel with me. And, you know, the Yankees played a series in London and they were able to tag along. So I was able to bring the kids over there. But that feels like 100 years ago now. Um, so they told us it would be a week or two. So we said, and if you remember, the numbers in New York were not great at that time. New York looked like the last place you wanted to go. So we wound up staying in Florida. And we said, well, if it's a week or two, we'll hang out here. And then a week or two became four weeks. And then it became eight weeks. And and then by the time baseball was ready to come back, they said that um, they would do a second spring training in New York in July. Then we just had to road trip it up there. But we wound up spending most of those quarantine lockdown months in Florida. And not that we were able to do anything really because, you know, everybody was home. We didn't even go so much as to the beach, but I felt like it was the most uninterrupted family time that we've been able to have. And, you know, there are parts of that that I'm, I'm getting kind of nostalgic for now. I, I don't know if that, 
I should say that or not, but I did. Um, just the fact that it's it was the most kind of uninterrupted time we had where we could count on, all right, we're going to go for a family walk today, tonight. We're going to go watch the sunset, uh, you know, on the, on the, the path out here. And, um, you know, we're going to make dinner together. We'll have the door we'll have DoorDash groceries or Instacart come in and we'll, we'll kind of leech those down or whatever, <laughs> whatever the stuff we were doing then, but we'll make a spaghetti dinner and then we'll watch a Disney movie or something. And it was, it was kind of nice to just do that seven days a week and not have, uh, everything pulling at you. So um, I, I don't want to ever go back to that. I don't think we will go back to that. But, um, you know, in some ways, it wasn't all bad because we got to spend that quality time together. Whereas in May or June, I would have been jet setting around the country and hopefully the kids would have come with me on some trips, but I know they wouldn't have been able to come on every trip. And so we, I thought we made the most of it however we could. Yeah, well said, Brian. And that has been a recurring theme since I've been doing the podcast all through the pandemic, especially from a lot of the elite athletes and stuff like this who have gotten the opportunity to spend more time with their kids because they weren't traveling all over the place. Even the entrepreneurs that come on, they, they, they did a lot more home-based stuff. So the silver lining here has definitely been a lot more families have been able to connect and, and get some quality time together. And then bringing it back into you as a dad here, what would you say are the top values, Brian, that you're hoping to instill in your girls growing up? Oh, wow. That's tough. Um, I, I think honesty is the first thing that comes to my mind. I want them to just be solid people. You know, I, I want them to understand that they're going to make mistakes and that life is not perfect. And uh, you're going to run into dead ends here and there and you're going to fall down once in a while. But the important thing is to just keep getting up and, um, you know, to try new things, whether it's, uh, oh, I, I've never had that kind of food. I don't know if I like that. Try it. Try it. Uh, you know, try it once. That's the rule in our house. It's just try it once. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And, um, and I think that extends to everything in life. You know, I hope that they are experimenting in sports and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, when they're getting more into school age, uh, you know, after school programs, that kind of thing, uh, just being open to the opportunities that that come. And, you know, it's it's but it, it's kind of strange for me to think this far ahead because they're four and two, but I hope when they're 14 and 12 that they will be, um, you know, open to all those experiences and making friends and having a variety of friends and um, just really, you know, uh, everything that I wish I could go back in time and do, I want them to be able to, to, to do that and have that opportunity and just go for it. Yeah, good stuff. And you mentioned there, you know, trying new food. Sometimes I know at that age, <laughs> dinner time could be a battlefield there at the dinner table. And another one of those could be bedtime, too. Sometimes hard to get them down. What is your bedtime? No doubt. Look? What does it look like with the girls? Are you, a, are you a lullaby guy, a storyteller, a book reader? How does your bedtime routine look with the girls? <laughs> we, we have a, a calm down movie every night. Um, Disney Plus, you know, that's one of the things from the pandemic that we've continued there. And so uh, we've gotten to introduce them to a lot of the classics that way. So when uh, when the clock hits... The time and then we turn it on. It's all right. No more of these exciting TV shows. We, we shut it down and we're going to watch Cinderella or something like that from, you know, and the pacing of those is so different than what is coming out now, because I feel like now with the movies, it's pop, 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 pop. When you watch a movie from 1955, you know, an animated movie, it is a much slower pace. The credits in the opening take about 20 minutes. So <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they are usually down by the time they, uh, the, the movie starts or, or shortly thereafter. So that I feel like has been a nice calm down for us. And it's good quality time. I feel like that's one thing we're going to keep from the pandemic was that we had a movie every single night at home because there was nothing else to do. And so uh, they, they love that. And they've gotten introduced to the classics that way. 
Yeah, that Sleeping Beauty can put you to sleep, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, and, then, and then just real quick hit around the book here, the Bronx Zoom. Uh, is some of that in the book going to cover? I, I know you, you mentioned they're quarantining away from your family. Do you cover uh, the athletes as far as their relationships, what they were going through with their kids and their families? And where y'all can the listeners pre-order the book? And I'll put the link in the description of the podcast. Sure. Yeah, it is a baseball book, and it, but it's also a human book, and it's a 2020 book. And there was this intersection with everything happening in the world with you know social justice and this presidential election and, of course, the pandemic. And it all kind of came together. And I, I'm proud of the way we, poured, we were able to put it together and tie it all together to baseball. So I, the way I explain it, it's kind of like... Um, living in 2020 with a ball game on the background. And yeah, I do talk a lot about uh, what the players did because these guys are such creatures of habit. It's we're, we're going to Kansas City on this day. We're going to Boston on this day. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a homestand. And that all just disappeared. And now they were all on their own deciding, should I stay in Florida? Should I go back home? How am I going to train? None of the gyms are open. What do we do? And really, it was just, I mean, the, the world was upside down for everybody. But in the world of professional sports, it really was because these guys were gearing up for a season. They were two weeks away from opening day, and then the plug just got pulled. And it's like, what did they do with that? And so we answer all that. And of course, the challenges of getting back on the road and traveling in a baseball season uh, where there were no fans allowed in the stands and just this kind of bizarro universe where um hopefully it's something we'll never have to see again now fans are getting back uh, the ballparks are getting full again um it's been great to see uh 2020 i feel like we were experiencing history in a lot of ways and hopefully we captured some of that so it's uh, available for pre-order anywhere books are sold amazon barnes and noble uh comes out june 8th so thank you yeah very yeah, very cool. I'm going to drop the link in the description of the episode so my listeners can go over the I know just from talking to some of the athletes during the uh, pandemic, like, you're right. They're so routine-based. And then you move that food bowl over two feet, they starve to death. Like, you know, they're, <laughs> they're so honed in on what they're doing, you know. So uh, what, what about for you here, Brian? What kind of – you? Um, I know right now you're doing the, the Yankee sideline report. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Oh, wow. Um, you know, honestly, I grew up loving baseball. Baseball was my dream job. Uh, the, if you had gone back in time and told 14-year-old me that one day I would get to go to Yankee Stadium and that would be my job, I could go anytime I want. I not only could go, I would have to go and talk to the players whenever I want. That would be a dream for me. So I don't know what opportunities are ahead. Right now I'm enjoying the, the writing, the on-air stuff. We've definitely done more of the digital media, which, uh, you know, when I started this in 2007, it was basically you write on a blog and you write your news story and that's pretty much it. Now with social media, there's so many different ways to connect with fans. I feel like you, you're doing some podcasting, you're doing some, some video, you're doing the writing still. Um, you've got to really kind of be a jack of all trades. So I, I like kind of getting my feet wet in all that. And who knows what opportunities come, uh, you know, there might, there might be another book in me. Um, I could see that happening. Uh, you know, let's see if the Yankees win a world series. It's been a while since 2009. So, uh, I think they're due for one. Yeah, right on there. And last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Brian, I'd love to ask all the dads to get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? <laughs> you can't bank the sleep. Everybody told me, hey, you better sleep now before the baby comes. It doesn't work that way. It's not like taking it to the bank and then you can't withdraw it from a checking account. So you just got to roll with it. I mean, yeah, you're going to get two or three, four months, four hours of sleep for a while. It's okay. It's a, it's a phase. It does end. Um, and, and I would say I, I don't mind changing diapers. You know, it, there's not a lot of things, especially with a newborn, there's not much you can do. Really, a lot of that falls on the mom. 
help out around the house. Like if you can change a poopy diaper or something, uh, I mean, if that's the worst you got to do, it's not so bad and, and you get used to it and, and at least you're, you're pitching in. But, um, you know, I feel like that's the one thing Connie and I have been a good team throughout all this, throughout all the challenges we've had, um, you know, not just with the kids, but with the you know, pandemic as we're talking about. Uh, I feel like we've been able to communicate. I think that's important too. Um, it, look, it's not always going to be perfect. And, and if something's a little off, talk about it, figure it out. Don't just ignore the problem and hope it goes away. So um, it will be the greatest challenge of your life. It will also be the greatest reward of your life. And uh, just embrace it because it is a wild ride and it changes every single day. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. Uh, let's get more of that. Penny's two cents going on there. Book, the description, uh, the, the link to the book is in the description of the podcast episode. Brian Hoke, your first class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brian Hoke for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace. I am going to be dropping my huge guest list for next week as we get ready for Father's Day. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast, but Father's Day worldwide begins on Sunday. I've got some awesome guests that are going to be joining me here next week, so find out who they are. Follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.